Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So last week, as you know, the provincial government provided us with the latest fiscal update, the fall economic statement. Good news, uh, got even better. Alberta now on track to record a surplus of more than $5 billion, $5.5 billion, uh, thanks in large part, if not entirely, to great things happening when it comes to resource revenue. I mean, that that's the way it goes in this province. We all know how it works, right? And that always brings with it a little risk, too, because can be a bit of a roller coaster ride. So let's find out what some of the warnings are uh, for our provincial government. Tegan Hill is an economist with the Fraser Institute. Uh, Tegan, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. You know, breaking down the finances in the province of Alberta, in many ways, I mean, you don't, you don't want to get overly simplistic, but in many ways, you take a look at the price of oil, and that sort of tells the tale quite often. There's more to it for sure, but surpluses, deficits, almost always based largely on resource revenue, and right now, that holds true, right? Things look pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. But the resource boom that helped Alberta swing from budget deficits to this period of surpluses could end at any time. And if the Smith government fails to rein in spending, that's only going to mean more government debt on the backs of Albertans. Yeah, and that's the concern, right? I mean, if we take a look at historically in terms of recent budgets, I mean, you don't have to look that far back, right, Tegan? Prior mm-hmm. to this recent surplus, they were forecasting a deficit. Then Ukraine happened, oil prices shot through the roof, and suddenly we're in a surplus position. So, I mean, historically, you can see that it can swing pretty drastically pretty quickly. Yeah, even within the last decade, resource revenue has been as low as $2.8 billion in 2015-16. It's projected to reach about $20 billion this fiscal year, and that's uh, following a record high of about $25 billion last year. So right now, you know, things look very rosy, but again, it is because of that higher resource yeah. revenue. And so what we need to focus on is really making sure that our spending levels are actually aligned with stable ongoing revenue sources rather than this one-time, you know, historically high level of resource revenue. You know, there's all kinds of estimates or or projections as to how much of a difference it makes. Like when we talk about budget surpluses of five and a half billion dollars, how much can be whittled away from that when the price of oil drops? Do we know, like, you know, uh, uh, if it drops a buck, we lose this many millions? Yeah, so according to the provincial government's own estimate, a $1 decline in oil prices reduces government revenues by an estimated $630 million. Yeah. Um, and given how volatile resource revenue uh, commodity prices are, that's you know not a big swing for us to turn into a budget deficit. So it's certainly a risk. And as you've highlighted, this has been an ongoing issue throughout our history. And that's why it's so important to really look at the fundamentals as opposed yeah. to hoping that this kind of this ride will continue. I've been at this a long time. I've, I've been, <laughs> been in the news game for many, many years. And Tegan, what you're saying gets said every single year in the province of Alberta. And every government in this province has ridden that wave. Although they've promised and they've said, we're going to do things differently. We're not going to get trapped on the resource revenue roller coaster. But it happens over and over and over again. What do you think the Smith team should do to try and avoid being the latest Alberta government to ride the roller coaster? 
Well, just for perspective, since the Smith government's first fiscal update back in 2022, it's increased cumulative spending by nearly $10 billion from 2022 to 2024. Okay, now we need to go in the opposite direction and rein in spending so it's more aligned with stable ongoing revenue sources rather than this one-time resource revenue. That's the biggest thing. Um, when we do that, we're also going to be able to, and actually we did recent work on this, we would be able to introduce a rainy day account that saves excess resource revenue during the good times so that it's there to stabilize the budget during the bad times. And actually just with some spending restraints, all while maintaining a balanced budget, we estimate that we could have a rainy day account worth nearly $10 billion by 2026. Okay, so what, in terms of, you know, putting restrictions on the, uh, the limit, like the government has put their own limits when it comes to spending, but like you say, even within that limit, if you tie it to population growth with what's going on in this province, you can really increase spending under a limited spending era. Yeah, let's talk a bit about, so So what we really need to be do, doing is restraining spending. What the government has chosen to do is develop this new fiscal framework, yeah. um, which, you know, well-intentioned, but it won't actually protect Albertans from debt accumulation. So actually the first, the first biggest ca- caveat that I see in that framework is that it prohibits budget deficits, um, but there are a number of exclusions. So the government can run a deficit if revenue for the fiscal year is a billion dollars less than projected revenue for the previous year. According to government projections, total revenue will be $1.8 billion less than last year. So if resource revenues went down, Alberta's fiscal fortunes turned, the government could run a deficit without breaking that rule at all. The second, which you alluded to, is that government spending is limited to increasing by inflation and population growth in the framework. That's a whopping 7.6% this fiscal year. And for a government where our spending is already so out of line with stable revenue sources, that means that that spending is just going to keep continuing to increase while revenue is actually projected to decline year over year. So that that gap and that potential deficit when resource revenues inevitably fall uh, is just growing. And again, not protecting Albertans from debt accumulation. Um, what's the cost if we don't? If we don't and we see that because there is a cost, even if it's done within the fiscal framework and there are limits, the debt increases. Um, what's the risk or what's the cost to Albertans? Like you say, there's, there's obviously no rainy day fund, but it has a real life cost, too, doesn't it? Yeah, well, just like a family has to pay interest on its mortgage, Albertans must pay interest on government debt. And the cost of that government debt is, of course, rising right now. Um, in 2023-24, debt interest costs will total nearly $3.2 billion. That's equivalent to $672 per Albertan. That is being financed through your tax money. Albertans have to pay this government debt. Um, and that's also a significant amount of money that's no longer available for tax relief or important programs like education and health care. Um. I'm wondering, because like I say, I've been at this a while, and we always have this conversation, and it's a good one. It's important, Tegan. You're right. I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, governments typically don't make those choices until they have to, though. Do you think it will be different this time around? Um, I would like to be more hopeful. <laughs> I think that, unfortunately, the you know there are political constraints, and I yeah. think that's why it's so important. You know, another issue with this fiscal framework is that it's based in statutory law, which means that, you know, the government makes the rules, the government can sure. change the rules. Yeah. Um, what what we've actually seen is that there is a, what we've done some research on, is there is a way to introduce constitutional fiscal rules. So with this rainy day account that I kind of briefly mentioned, there would be a way to implement that 
constitutionally within with regards to Alberta in the national constitution so that the Smith cover, government could constrain itself to certain fiscal rules and not only itself but future governments when you know the situation turns and we're we move from these good times to bad times so there are other ways to go about it and i think that's the only real way to impose limits right. on governments we need really robust rules that they can't just change on a whim yeah i mean we had a can't run deficits period rule not that long ago and until it was time to run a deficit then we changed it so you're right i mean the laws are made to be broken uh tegan unfortunately we're out of time but thank you so much for being here today i really do appreciate it